the Neoliberal Round podcast is one year old this month. It was on July 17th that we released our first podcast episode entitled Prelude to the Beginning. Now we have about 70 episodes and three seasons. Continue to listen to this show. Share it with your friends and donate to us at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. This is the Neoliberal Round podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. Michael Moore threatens to give up U.S. citizenship over the ending of Roe. We delve into that today, but first, it's crazy what's going on in Philadelphia. Everybody is dropping the ball on their jobs. Again, it's crazy what's going on in Philadelphia. Everybody is dropping the ball on their jobs. That's according to a representative from the Philadelphia's District Attorney's Office just moments ago, whom I had the opportunity of speaking with concerning a a case that I am involved with that have seemed to have gone south in terms of the non-communication. But we will get into these. This is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. We'll be right back after this. First, let's break some ice with Dante Nelson, and then we will get into the story for today. Michael Moore threatens to give up U.S. citizenship over the ending of Roe. And of course, and of course, I may comment some more on this DA's office representative who said, it's crazy what's going on in Philadelphia. Everybody is dropping the ball on their jobs. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm going to ask you a question, but you have to answer it first. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You have to be very fast, you can, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, ready. All right. <laughs> 
Okay, what does S-H-O-P spell? <laughs> shop. Say it fast five times. Shop, 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 shop. What do you do? When you come to a... When you come to a green light, what do you do? Stop. <laughs> when you come to a green light, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're interrupting me <laughs> you with Mariana. <laughs> ask another one okay here we go all right um but you have to same thing um i'm gonna ask you a question you answer it okay Mm -hmm. as fast as possible all right um question what does m o p spell mop say it fast five times mop 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 um Wait, I I don't think. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I need to say it correctly. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> the same thing. Shop and map. No, that's different. Oh, sorry. Here it is. What does S I L K spell? Soak. Say it fast five times. Soak, 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 soak. Okay, what do cows drink? Milk. Cows drink milk. Cows <laughs> drink water and eat grass. <laughs> Forget you. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. Today, I want to share with you a blog that I... Uh, posted this morning in response to a New York Post article about Michael Moore and in the article which was actually posted um, on the on Twitter via the, via at New York Post which which was uh, which I actually saw this morning the article uh, says that New York reads New York Post said that Michael Moore vows to give up his privileges of U.S. citizenship, and this this is when I saw this it it was it caught my attention because for most some of you who follow me or follow my social media and so on you may I've been know that I've been living here for some time now as a citizen as a resident and. I'm about to become a citizen and and of course so the the idea of US citizenship is very important and I talk about that in my book Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance talking about people travel looking for opportunity but this is this particular issue of giving up his US citizenship citizenship is very important because he's not looking for opportunity his particular issue is completely different to that idea and it continues, of course, the conversation as it relates to the overturning of Roe or as it relates to abortion or abortion rights. 
And so I took to my blog this morning, The Neoliberal, which was a blog in Blogger News or Blogspot.com, a blog that I started in 2010 while at the University of Pennsylvania. And, um, and of course, if you can access that blog by going to RonaldoCMcKenzie.blogspot.com or you can go to TheNeoliberal.com the and then go to my blog and you will see all the blogs the blog articles and so on and so forth but but today's blog and today's podcast discussion continues the idea of looking at the overturning of Roe or the issue of rights but we turn our discussions to this rant by Mr. Moore and the and the title of the blogs is the title of today's podcast and there are those like Michael Moore who can afford to give up their U.S. citizenship, but most are not as privileged to do so. I begin, I begin the story or the, the, the blog like this. The New York Post said that Michael Moore vows to give up his privileges of U.S. citizenship. That was via Twitter. The, the New York Post article reads like this. Michael Moore vouched to give up privileges of U.S. citizenship in July for rant by Lee Brown, dated July 5, 2022, in the New York Post. It reads, Michael Moore has written his own woke Independence Day declaration, railing against Republicans and insisting he will give up the privileges of his U.S. citizenship, but stopped short of detailing any specific freedoms he would forego in his rambling rant. The 68-year-old psycho or psycho movie maker posted his My Declaration on July 4 in response to, and I quote, or in quote, being completely fed up with recent events that have upset my tranquility, end of quote. The article continues. I refuse to live in a country threatened by white supremacy. And this is according to, this is, this is Michael Moore speaking verbatim now. I refuse to live in a country threatened by white supremacy and I'm not leaving. So we've got a problem, end of quote. He stated, he started his manifesto. He then stated that he, in and open quotations, cannot in good conscience continue to receive the privileges of full citizenship close quotation following the supreme court's decision to overturn roe versus wade ending the national protection of abortion rights that he insisted was a court decree leaving women and girls and i quote and this is michael moore now leaving leaving women and girls official second-class citizens with no rights to their own bodies and conscripted to a life of forced birth should they fall pregnant and not want to be. However, and just so you know, I and I have and we have argued that this issue is not just about the woman. The issue and that is his view and he he is using his view as it relates to rights to not become a citizen 
to, I mean, sorry, to, to, to want to give up his citizenship. But the issue, as I said, goes beyond the issue of just looking at it from the woman's prerogative. The, it, when we talk about the issue of life and the progression of life, then we have to look at it not in a vacuum, but in the totality, in the totality of life. And the issue, and if life is a constitutional right that needs to be protected by the constitution, how then can we also make it a right to abort that life by providing one particular gender that right when both are important to the whole issue of birth? We know there are other instances, but as as I as I have argued, we cannot we cannot use certain instances or argue from the particular to make a generalization or to come to a general or to create a general rule from the instant or from the particular. We can't move from the particular to the whole because we're talking about instances. We can't make a right. And, and and confer that right onto somebody as, and when that right has to do with the issue of life. And I have argued what liberals have argued. Liberals will go at length to protect the earth. Can we go at length to protect the fetus? Can the liberals like Michael Moore see the issue of protection just as how they will go at length to ensure that we adopt policies that abandon our dependence on oil to want to 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 and and to want to end drilling altogether so as to preserve the earth and to do the and to implement those protectionist strategies why can't we understand the length that conservatives will also go to protect what they understand is to do with the issue of life but of course i have argued that it even it may even go beyond the issue of life to the issue of population control but that's a that's a very, that's another argument the issue of population control and what it, and this idea of replacement ideology and which is and which, which and all of this might play in part of extremist ideology or concerns about the fact that it, between 2020 and 2025 the majority will be part of the minority the minority will be part of the majority and the fact that hundreds of thousands of millions of people have died during covid and as a result the idea of population becomes an issue and we look at what's going on in some of the european and scandinavian country and where the they are the, the certain the active population is dying out and they are faced with an older age population and of course as i said the issue of status quo and preserving the population we have argued about that that's another argument that as we think about the issue of abortion but when we talk about the issue of as it relates to the issue of rights we have argued that it just cannot be the woman's prerogative and if we are if it if the children if the if we say that the children in this 21st century it is the village that raise that raises the, the child or the children especially in certain black and brown communities then isn't it can't we also understand that the village should also be responsible to to also with, with the with, with with the pregnancy shouldn't the village also be concerned about that if the village it's not just the mother that raises the children or the child it's the village and so the village should also play a part in determining 
the, the that progression of life or that life as well it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't the village also if, if that's the argument but but anyway the article continues by saying however the flint michigan native did not go as far as making any promises about exactly which privileges he would give up in protest at the supreme court's controversial decision instead he just said that until women's rights have been fully reinstated and their equal rights are enshrined in our constitution i will not shut up about this he said as if and here as if the whole issue of rights boils down to the whole issue of abortion which makes which is absolutely ridiculous he continues by saying if you invite me to dinner that's all i'm going to talk about and i won't stop until roe is reinstated and 51 percent of congress is a female he wrote which is you you see how he is imposing his value you know it doesn't matter what particular side of the spectrum i said to you power poses problem for society okay and i talk about the issue of individualism what is the ultimate of all things the ultimate of all things is that we live as one with our individuality in this reality i I talk about the whole and how can that happen and i said to you but you know we are all guilty of trying to of some bias trying to impose a particular value and he is saying that I won't stop until Roe is reinstated and 51% of Congress is female. That may not happen because guess what? Because women may, they might be, if you know, if we're talking, if we are, if we're talking about the individual, if we are going to elect people based on their credentials and their ability to be able to govern, we may see, we may have 80% male, a male Congress, which is 80%. So if that's the case, is He's still going to that's going to be a problem for him because if we if if we had now look if we're talking about looking moving beyond gender to looking at electability looking at what people come with if then if it's not just if not an issue of gender or race and we look at what people come with then it it may mean that the the whole the if we elect people based on what they come with and not necessarily based on their gender it may mean that the Congress may be full of more males than females. And it, of course, it may happen that it may be full, full of more females than males. But the, the, but the, the, but whenever it is more full, whenever, we, whenever it is full of male, then that's going to be a problem for him. I mean, the, the argument is cumbersome, I tell you. It's cumbersome. More also demanded, and let me continue, the article says, more also demanded an end to the mass incarceration of black Americans and an end to police shooting black people. He also vowed to tour the country and help organize a massive get out the vote drive among his followers to influence the upcoming elections. I insist we remove every single Republican from office in November, he wrote. No candidate will get our support unless they sign a pledge stating that stating they will vote to make Roe versus Wade the law of the land, making gerrymandering and voter suppression illegal, eliminate the filibuster, upgrade, upgrade Obamacare to universal health care for all, pass strong gun control laws, and end the police executions and racist incarcerations of black citizens, he wrote. And I will stop here. And by saying these are some good ideas, but and I have said, however, I have said, however, that uh, the issue of abortion or Roe versus Wade, which is not necessarily a constitutional right, it is a 
case that created a precedence but which was not a constitutional thing which the judges or the justices have come to uh, deliberated on indicating that it's not part of the history and the culture and the constitution it's not part of the tradition of the united states it is a it is a and they kicked it to the to the to the states however now it is dubs will the dubs be the 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 law of the land since it's set as a precedence will now will will individuals now be able to challenge their states positions or laws concerning abortions if it if they believe it clashes with the new law or the new precedence of the land now this these are some of the the, 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 the this is some of the the things that we have to contend with and that is what i have argued but but i have so i i responded to mr moore and to this article or mr moore as is described in the article saying and there are those like michael moore who can afford to give up their u.s citizenship but most are not as privileged to do so and i'm going to explain what i mean by that and so so i i I have said i said in the blog article saying that the blog post the new york post said that michael moore vows to give up his privileges of u.s citizenship and i have and i shared the article or most of the article with you now my response is that this is nonsense doesn't he still have his white privilege after he gives up his so-called privilege of u.s citizenship that trumps that that trumps all privileges his white privilege that trumps all privileges and maybe he should instead use the power that comes with his u.s citizenship privilege to undo the practice of white privilege which in a sense further in the article he talks about some initiatives about ending incarcerations and police shootings and so on but those are actions that stem from the white privilege within america that is based on race and i have i have argued and written in articles and said in previous podcasts that until we deal with the issue of race the of 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 structuring a society based on race we will not be able to get rid of this privilege that creates this whole issue that creates police brutality and killings and and the kind of reform that he's hoping to undo things but the greatest reform that we need is a reform of ideologies is a is a form that moves away from racial thinking to a thinking that is based of one what this oneness this unity moving beyond thinking and then he wants us to move beyond he wants people talk about gender equality then we have to move beyond thinking in terms of gender so therefore we can't just think about them just wanting a, wanting to preserve what you know wanting a particular domination of a particular thing within so but let us continue so i said and i i i, I argue i continue by saying in order to help fight to end slavery and this is an example in order to help fight in order to help fight to end slavery the abolitionists did not abandon their fealty or esteemed position but used it cleverly to support the emancipation of slavery 
a practice that was ambivalent to their declared independence that all men are made equal free and have the rights to life self-government independence pursuit of happiness and rights to life again i repeat myself here but for more his rant and threat to give up his u.s citizenship i'm here making a comparison but for more his rant and threat to give up his u.s citizenship stems from his anger surrounding the conservative values that are imposing on liberal values and to add insult to injury the supreme court overturned roe and seem to be teetering towards more injunctions that may overturn more liberal values in retrospect though when barack obama became president we had heard the same pronouncements and threats by some conservatives vowing to give up their u.s citizenship but none had actually gone through with it because being an american is not what counts for change or justice that's who you are given your experience of life but lobbying and strategically using your voice and empowering the weak and vulnerable through sacrificial and inventive means is what will help to bring about change further what make america great is this balance of thought where some may not agree but we can all talk to each other but unfortunately what we have is that for every dispensation whoever is in power create a law or policy that favors a view and undo the other and the cycle continues until we reach infinitum absolutum absurdum again let me read that further what make america great what makes america great is this balance of thought where some may not agree but we can all talk to each other but unfortunately what we have is that for every dispensation whoever is in power create a law or policy that favors a view and undo the other and the cycle continues until we reach infinitum absolutum ad absurdum but while those with u.s citizenship privileges are giving it up those without are killing themselves at times to get it because what they have cannot be compared with the opportunities they can acquire as a citizenship as a citizen especially if you're not white and are not well off and there are those like michael moore who can afford to give up their u.s citizenship but most are not as privileged to do so so of course it speaks to the issue of citizenship and that was from a blog i responded i responded this i this was taken the discussion here was taken from a blog that i had posted in the neoliberal at renaldo c mckenzie.blogspot.com renaldo spelled r-e-n-a-l-d-o-c-m-c-k-e-n-z-i-e dot blogspot.com or you can go to the neoliberal.com and go to my to my blog for the information there but this is the this is the neoliberal this is the neoliberal round and we are from the neoliberal corporation of course i am Ronaldo mckenzie creator and host of the neoliberal round podcast and we continue to serve the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges
Welcome back to the episode. I had said earlier that I spoke with someone from the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office who said that it's crazy what's going on in Philadelphia. Everybody's dropping the ball on their jobs. And that was from a discussion I was having as it relates to a case that I was involved in that I was following up on. And, um, and I actually learned that the case is being heard today, but I was given no information or any kind of communication was sent to me regarding this. And I have been trying to contact the district attorney's office almost every single day without success, leaving messages and making phone calls and emails and it's you know and you know the, the the weirdest thing i learned today was a particular young lady at the office a woman at, at the district attorney's office i was working with um, was working on my case because i had submitted an impact statement um was working i never i i have never spoken with her uh, she sent an e a, a letter about three months ago saying that they're trying to reach out to me and what I must do. And I, and they gave me their number. I called that number, sent emails and not one response. Left messages and so on and so forth. No response. Then one day the woman or the, 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 the worker, the representative called me, to, texted me or emailed me to say that they have been trying to reach me and that they're going to call me back at 11.30. Of course, I waited. I waited, at the, I waited about half hour before 11.30. And I was waiting from 11 o'clock to about 2 o'clock, no phone call. And I called and sent emails, nothing. And then the next thing I know recently, the woman is no longer working there. And they have somebody else working on the case. And they gave me the contact information and everything. And I sent email and re- reintroducing myself and so on. And guess what? No response from that person. And today I called. The person is on vacation. Someone who just started the position is now on vacation. And so I said, what is going on? In, what is going on at the district attorney's office? How can somebody who, is, who just started a new position, just started a new position, so, is a, suddenly is on vacation? And I'm telling you, it is absolutely a puppy show. A popular, a puppy show. It's absolute, your tax dollars at work, people. Your tax dollars at work work this is absolutely this is absolutely ridiculous and i tell you and i say to you this is on the backdrop of what's going on in philadelphia you know with the the rise in crime and violence and carjacking i understand that just uh, on july 4th there was uh there was um the fireworks part of the july 4th celebration in philadelphia one of the locations was at the Penn's Landing or the Parkway, and I understand that two police officers were shot. They weren't killed. I understand that they weren't killed. They were shot and injured by assailants who are yet to be found. And um, and this is that's what's been going on. And then yesterday, I was walking in Philadelphia, somewhere on Magnolia Avenue. Oh, sorry, sorry, on um, Musgrave Street, and. Um, I was speaking with an elderly gentleman who I am familiar with in the neighborhood, who I have connected with while in the neighborhood, and um, and he drives uh, a nice SUV, and um, a retired gentleman who has worked his all his life and now he's retired, a nice home and so on. I believe his son 
he's a police officer as well but he i saw him and i stopped and we had a chat and i told him about my and he said as i was saying um so i as i was saying continuing on the same line of argument I sp- spoke with an I was speaking with an elderly gentleman um in Philadelphia Germantown and he indicated to me that um I I was telling him about my ordeal how my car was stolen and he said and um, of course he said that his car and he showed me the side of his car and someone hit his car and um and he was talking about how it's crazy in the city and how his car was hit and how much it was it's going to cost to repair the vehicle but then he said that um but he actually just had an ordeal just that same morning he went to the gas station to make a purchase and he was at the, the right by the gas station at the Sinoc the the Luke is it the Texaco or is it the Luke Oil gas station right by the corner of Washington Avenue and or Washington Lane sorry and um and um, and True Avenue and he went inside the gas station um uh, deli or store or convenience store by the gas station to conduct a purchase and he went to the ATM took some money out put in his pocket turned around to go to the to speak with the attendant at the window and some young man ran up behind him pushed their hand the young man pushed his hand in the gentleman's pocket pockets and st- stole his money and ran out and um and he went but by the time he pushed in his pockets he realized that the, he his pocket he was picked he, he um the the gentleman had stolen his money and you know people are becoming and i say to you people are desperate poverty is poverty is at uh poverty is rising i'm telling you inflation is really beating people inflation is really beating people and um and of course some people don't want to work um um one one gentleman i spoke with in philadelphia said that a lot of people had received i think it was mr nelson i was speaking with mr dante nelson my co-host uh, who actually broke the ice with me earlier and he said to me you know when they were giving out this covid money um i guess some of these young people they are so used to the to this free money that you know that they're used to this free money and um it's dried up and um there's nowhere else to get the money and he meant some of these people you know uh, the you know the, the kind of jobs they're looking for flexibility and covid is changing the way we think about work and people want to to do their own thing and so when our people are having difficulties or people just want i mean there's so many there's a lot to consider median income rising inflation is rising um what's happening at work and the flexibility that people are are, are asking for um but yet still people the jobs are needing people you know jobs are hiring but i think what that what needs to happen is that the jobs need to really look at how how they think about work and how they work their employees and how to respond to the changing dynamics in our society and of course you know uh, young people don't want to many young people today and young men i've spoken to they don't want to sit they don't they want to work for themselves or they want to work for jobs that that provide tremendous flexibility a family member of mine just got a promotion 
vice president of um, vice president um, senior vice president or executive in a particular at a particular company and he turned it down making hundreds of thousands of dollars but he turned that down for another job that that does not that does not require his time and provide and provides him that responsibility because he, people are looking for flexibility my other i had another family member who texted me yesterday who said that he is stressed he's overwhelmed you know he's also he's a junior executive working in a major financial company um and he is saying that he is overwhelmed because you know there's that it sometimes working in a particular job takes out takes away your creative juice because he has other intentions other goals that people want to work on and so especially if you don't come from a particular if you don't come from certain connections and you don't come from privilege you have to work and do other things and i believe he is in school working on his masters and he's also doing working as a junior executive while doing other duties in the US military or something of the sort and i tell you it's not easy for him he's stressed and um but he's but his job is requiring of him a lot and that's what you know so you know balance it and i did an article some time ago and a podcast about how do you balance that how do you find that work life balance i myself i'm at georgetown university i was on break i will be resuming classes at doc, um for my doctoral program at georgetown coming up in late august and um and i was also as i said to you some of you may know that i was an uh, uh, working as a chief planner for a major company in new york and and i was happy when i separated from that company because it provided a lot of opportunity for me to work on some of my personal goals to get that my book out and to work on my writing and to develop some of some of the stuff that i my goals and things that i want to do as a valuable asset some talents and skills that i was hoping some things i wanted to accomplish in life as i age as i grow older and sometimes you know i was giving um 18 hours sometimes you know 18 hours and and even when and then you and then you have you you have electronic devices now you are now you have a phone for the company and a and a laptop and an iPad and you're home and you're working your work and you're working you know you're on vacation vacation and you are working you know and it so we have to and in the 21st century there is so much with covid that created a new kind of work dynamic it's and and now companies are trying to get people back in the office and so and and to be honest sometimes it's difficult to get the most out of people because Listen to what this worker is saying at the DA's office. It's crazy. What's what's going on in Philadelphia? Everybody everybody is dropping the ball. So in a sense, people are also dropping the ball. People don't want to work hard anymore or people don't want to work anymore. Or, you know, and if people are working from the office, there is people are saying that the people are not as productive even when the, ed- the academics when during COVID and and students had to had to learn remotely they're saying what what schools are finding and administrative administrative officials are finding in schools is that the students did not improve the students um did not do well enough to get to the next the people uh, they weren't at, they're not at grade level so i mean there's so many issues to contend with as a society we need to sit down and really think about really sit down as a, as a society 
But of course, whatever is going on at, at the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office, they need to get to the bottom of it. And I think uh, we had alluded to it. We had alluded to it at the previous, on a, we had alluded to it on a previous ep- episode where we had Dr. Nolan Fontaine, who talked about um, what happened at the District Attorney's with the replacing or replacement of a of a District Attorney's or the call for a new District Attorney attorney. But um, people need to be held more responsible. But we also need to, or people need to be held accountable. And we, but we also need to find out um, how we can get more out of people as we think about as we, we as we as we rethink about work and we think about um, productivity. This is the Neoliberal Run Podcast. You know, I I remember some time ago while at the University of Penn. I was doing some reading and I was actually trying to find a paper that I had wrote and the particular author or book I was reading that speaks to this this dialectic where the author indicated that we are there is this dynamic, there is this dialectic and I think it was Rita Bernard who was my professor at the time and I was um, doing cinema and globalization and we talked about this new kind of dynamic, this new kind of dialectic in life in terms of that looks at this new economic dialectic people used to live to work or do now do we live to work or do we work to live you know as i talk about this work-life balance and how people are abandoning abandoning but um you know but we talk about america which is a consumerist society it's a consumerist society and you know america has in a sense which is a which a, this consumerism is moves the dynamic away from do we live to work or work to live to the point of do we live to consume or do we consume to live where does work fall in the mix so you know this whole we there's this dialectic of life that is in tension with each other as we seek to to and then of course there's the issue of fairness there's the issue of monopoly there's the issue of competition there's you know all that's there's the issue of equality and there's the issue of privilege and power and position so much dynamic I hope that as a society, we're able to come to a common understanding and we can truly work through these issues. I actually just did a, did a, a re, I did an article yesterday in um, RinaldoCMcKenzie.com entitled Introducing Committic, Committic Spirituality and Culture and the Asar Asset Society, where I talk about how these people are working as a society to help people to find true meaning and purpose in life in a, a world that is slowly becoming more devoid of of this idea of of the of of life and purpose and meaning and or probably maybe a meaning that is surface level or a meaning that speaks to this consumerist mentality that is devoid of respect for other it is respect for self. You know, what is the, the golden rule? Do unto others as much as you want others to do unto you. The, when you think about self, because we talk about this Ubuntu, this Ubuntu kind of concept, 
the individual. You know, but it's, it's the, it, it is not just the individual, but it's valuing and respecting the individual. That's what it is, okay? It's not necessarily imposing oneself on the other, but it's an issue of value and respect for the other. So long as it does not impugn life. Okay? And that is what is, is, is important and probably that, con- that is lacking in society. There is always this privilege. And um, that seems to be at issue. And there's also the, coin- the concept of koinonia, which I actually, which, which, I, which is a concept that I learned while pledging I, um, in Phi Beta Sigma as a brother. But I hope we, we you know, we, that is why, these are some of the, con- the conversations we continue to have and we will continue to have at the neoliberal round as we serve the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges and as we make popular what was the monopoly, which was the aim of communication. Send us a feedback and share the show with your friends. And you can donate to the show at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. And of course, today is July 7th. We are celebrating one year as a podcast. Thank you for all your support. And we will continue to make cutting edge Um, podcast shows and we will continue to improve and expand thank you so much and please also visit us at theneoliberal.com and ronaldocmackenzie.com what good